Hi, everybody. I'm John. And I'm Ann. And this is John and Ann's Wrestling Podcast. Okay. I was playing keyboard. I know how to play piano. He doesn't. All right. So this is a very special episode of John and Ann's Wrestling Podcast. Yeah. One, because it's happening. It's Yeah. The <laughs> fact that we are back. That's we massive. We are back. We are returning like, uh, like, a, like a wrestler after being gone for a long time. We're doing our rated R superstar, Adam Copeland, a.k.a. Cope debut. And we have a guest. And we have a guest. We have. And unlike very special episodes of sitcoms, we hope this guest will not be dead by the end of the episode. Wait, what? You know when they'd have very special episodes of like Full House, and it would be like their grandfather would be on the show, and everybody, and then he would die at the end of the episode, or there'd be like a drug overdose or something. I have no. Oh, oh. Yeah, okay, a very special episode. Yeah, a very special episode. Okay. I, I That's feel what like... I would always do a very special episode. And then on Full House one time, they had Papuli. He was their, like, Greek grandfather. Right. Okay, well, why and don't you introduce our guest? Okay, who will definitely who will, be alive and well. Who's not going to die, because it's not even a thing that I was aware not of. shoot <laughs> dead, anyway. Maybe work dead. But we have a legend in the improv and sketch comedy and comedy wrestling worlds, and also... The host of the Who's That Pokemon podcast, which you can hear every friggin' week. Every friggin' week. Every friggin' week, this guy with this podcast. Every single one. One half of the XSW Tag Team Champions, my partner, my friend, Brandon Crackers the Luchador Phoenix Zellman. Hey. Hi. Fly, fly, there never die. Hi, Brandon. Welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for having me. I, that's my tag partner next to you, Anne. That's me. I know. I'm like fully starstruck. I've yeah, turned on is... you multiple times, and but now it's good. And I've forgiven you. Yeah. Officially, on the record, you are forgiven. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you guys are in a good place. Because yeah. I was yeah. worried for a while, you know? I especially like, I remember being really worried when you were set on fire and cooked. And eaten. And eat- and eaten like that was a really hard time for me. I was really concerned for you, but I'm glad to see that you you overcame. Look, we take a lot of bumps in the business, and yeah. sometimes sometimes two nuns just cook you up in the burning bush, uh, as created by the Lord in heaven, God, and then they take your uh, your um, birdie carcass out and they eat it in front of all of your friends, and then sometimes you return from hell after a, an exorcism gone wrong. And and it's all part of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. all part of it. But we do it yeah, for the we, fans. There should be a wrestling podcast called Bumps in the Road and then just like wrestlers talking about road stories. Do you remember the, that book that WWE published many years ago? I think it was called, let's call it On the Road. I'm sure it wasn't that, but that would have been hilarious if they called it that. Sure. Uh, it had Big Show on the cover and it was all road stories and they were all really funny. And then I realized years later, I'm like, Oh, these, there's no way they would actually publish any of the really <laughs> good road no, stories. No, no, no. They're not going to talk about, like, Kevin Nash doing coke while driving or something like that. They're <laughs> Yeah, good good story. Yeah, the, the great ones. The good, inspiring, like, the ones you can't wait to tell your kids about, you know? I mean, I do remember Steve Austin having Kevin Nash on his podcast once, and 
Nash talking about like, hey, could I tell this story about this time that we were driving? And I think Steve Austin was like, no, no, don't <laughs> tell that one. But uh, you can tell this part of it. And I was just like, what did you do? What did you guys what do? Did you, what is Stone Cold Steve Austin afraid to we have out in the world? Hear, it's, the, it's really an iceberg in terms of these stories. We will yeah. thankfully, honestly, I don't think, is there a wrestler today that we could like if we knew <laughs> what happened on the road? Hopefully. I don't know. We hope. We pray. New generation. I mean, right. you know, that. yeah, that's the problem with being our age, specifically, is that you start to realize that, like, there's very few people in the world you could, uh, in good conscience, like. Yeah. You usually <laughs> have to wait. You, you have to wait for them to appear on a special, a very special episode so that they die at the end. And then <laughs> you wait a few months and nothing, still nothing. And then you go, okay, we're clear. Yeah. 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 That's there true. you go. Yeah. There you go. That's it. All right, so first off, we're talking about your tag team championship mm-hmm. for mm. XSW, which is a promotion we've talked about on this show in the past, albeit briefly. Mm. So maybe we could go into, I think there was a clip we wanted to, talk, to look at. Yeah. Yeah, um, uh, yeah th- this, uh, I guess, like, people have the context for extremely serious wrestling, right? It's uh, it's silly comedy wrestling yes. um, performed mostly by comedians. Who are um, generally and, uh, not I, trained as wrestlers. Generally not trained. However, on certain occasions, I would say rarely, on certain occasions, uh, we would get real wrestlers to be on the show. Um, you know, Orange Cassidy appeared a number of times on Many the show, times. which was kind of amazing. I believe he lost like an IWGP. Uh, or, the yeah, I was there for that too. <laughs> yeah, he lost it to uh, Sean from Michaels. Yeah, uh, another friend of the a show. Crafty, right? still he's just it. a crafty boy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so on one occasion, this is um, just to give a little context. I had returned from the dead after John helped betray me. Um, John being um, at this point uh, pixie dust. Yes. So he had started as Cheeto dust. Now he's pixie dust. And he had unfortunately, um, you know, betrayed me once again. Um, for the umpteenth time, but he promised he won't this time, or from here on out, he promised. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we had a, I'm going to share my audio here. Hold on, hopefully. Um, we had a match to kind of even the score, and all of my tag partners were actual real wrestlers, and um, I remember uh, this. John had, had some comedy wrestlers on his team, Oh, and don't worry. I think we had one person who was actually a trained wrestler, and he took literally every move. <laughs> yep, it's true. <laughs> you got to give him credit. Okay, so here, just thought we might pop for a little. Okay, are we getting any audio? We are not. Here we go. Remember this, the ugly duckling? All right. There we go. Okay, here are uh, some of my teammates, the ugly ducklings. Um a great team that did a, a crazy um the launch pad mcquack i believe was the name of it which is a monkey flip into uh delightful dan the candy man in a big stool let's see okay we got uh, some more friends here and then we were supposed to have another partner but they were suffering from something Wait, what? Wait. I somehow don't even remember. I was I in was, this match and I, I was, don't remember. I was at this and I don't remember this. Yep. I mean, 
Wait, now I do kind of remember it now that I'm thinking about it. For those who are maybe only listening, the mid-card champion at this point is a little a little puppy dog. It's a yes. corgi yeah. who won the title, I believe, earlier on the show. It's uh, Officer, oh, what is his name? Officer Magnum, I think. But there you have it, folks. A Just a sweet little cop. taste. That that, is, that's so cool. I completely, I was at that show, and now that I'm thinking about it, I do remember that Willow was there, yeah. but I, I did not know her at the time, so I did I re- not know. I did not either. I, I don't think John her name. knew her. No, I didn't, but I remembered that name, and then I think I, so even though I knew Solo Darling was the name of the wrestler that was in the match, I think mm. I like kind of forgot that she wasn't Willow Nightingale, and then eventually I started seeing Willow on TV, uh, and like ROH and AEW, and I was like, and I just kind of forgot that she, because she, I was also, like, a lot of times on those shows, we don't meet people beforehand, and we also <laughs> don't like... There's a lot going on, and you, I just and I had to get the freaking face paint on every time, so I was like kind of not paying attention to things as much. Yeah, uh, that's crazy. That's so. What cool. year was Wild. that? 2018. 2019, I believe. 2019. I oh my god! So, so she yeah. would have been either in WoW already or like uh, about to be in WoW, Women yeah, of Wrestling, because that was when WoW was on Pluto and she was in it. Um, definitely an ROH in like 2020 i remember watching mm. or 21 whenever they came back from maybe 21 because they didn't really do much in 2020 but maybe she was on it before that's so exciting that's i crazy. didn't know we were friends with willow nightingale yeah i didn't Guys. know what you call her well you're not friends with her uh john if you remember pixie dust you were on the team of the people that attacked her backstage but yeah i've changed I, she was actually she's my i'm her baby boy phoenix so you are, you know, I'm okay. her little baby Phoenix. So but now the, that you're friends with John again, that's true. I'll, I'll try to make the connection. It might be, though, a Jay Uso kind of situation where, uh, you know, I'm your friend and I've forgiven you. I'm I'm Cody in this situation. But everyone's like, hey, we didn't forget and we didn't forgive. That's true. That's true. John is very shifty. He's like, you know, can't be trusted. He really you can't. You do, he's you a never tweener know. at best. You never know what he's going to do, you know? He's a wild card. Ooh, I don't know. I can't trust that smile. Is it like a happy smile or a mischief yeah. smile? We don't know. I'm happy. You just... <laughs> <laughs> what about this smile? Does it make you feel at ease? I don't feel good. Um, well, now that we've established both of your wrestling bona fides mm. uh, as experts in the world of wrestling, um, because unfortunately for the audience, I had to spend most of this week recapping Selling Sunset. So I only saw what I needed to see this week as far as wrestling, wrestling proper, not wrestling reality TV, because I do consider Selling Sunset a form of wrestling. Oh, for sure. Um, Everything's wrestling. But maybe we should just dive into, like, 
what we wanted to talk about for like you know the week like what what we watched this week what's going on brandon what what was your favorite thing that you saw this week you think uh great question so i watched so i watched what did i watch i watched clippies of smackdown i watched main event crown jewel and a little piece of that but mostly i watched dynamite and collision um of which there was plenty of good yummies it was kind of like a leap if you think about it from one week in terms of collision wise we had a week ago we had like this absolute pay-per-view level match and then this week it was like the tag team, you know, it, it, yeah. felt, it felt a little less maybe story centric, which was kind of a bummer. But it's like a raw main event. Yeah. Just kind of like, hey, what about what about those characters that I like? Um, Swerve and AR was really good. Um, was Wednesday was Wednesday sky blue spitting blue mist? Was that Wednesday? Yes. Yeah. So much that happens. Was, that was great. Because yeah. I watched Dynamite, Rampage and Collision and. So much happens, especially on Dynamite and Rampage. Like, they don't even really have commercials. Mm. Like, I'll get up to go to the other room when there's a commercial on and go do something, and then I'll realize there's been a promo happening, and then they just go right into another match, which is probably smart, considering they want people to not leave or change the channel. It's so, dense. Brandon, you didn't watch Crown Jewel except for the main event? I watched Crown Jewel. I skipped through, I guess, all everything except the main event. I watched like some of the John Cena match, <laughs> and then I watched fun. the full main event. Why is that? Yeah, I uh... watched Taxi Driver. Uh, I skipped right to the part at the end where he's killing everybody, but I, the rest of it. He made... kills everybody at the end. Uh, spoiler. <laughs> or Dang. does he? Dang. It's kind of debated whether or not what's going on. Oh, I see. And if it's John and Ann talk Taxi Driver. My so you're not mad if we say spoilers? Oh about no, no, no! Nigel. I would, okay. I would go to the. Oh, I, I should, I should say, I had no intention of watching this show. Okay. <laughs> it was, it was very long, and it was, it was like I can't. I got to do laundry at some point, you know. But yeah. I watched the beginning and end of every match, so I, I know okay. what happened. I know that people appeared. Yes. That was huge. That was huge, guys. That was what I watched was for Kyrie because I saw that oh, on social media man. and then I was like, I got to sit and watch this match with him. That was epic. You know, because I, I want to see Kyrie. I was surprised. I was complaining about this to you. I was surprised they didn't give her an entrance, really. I mean, pop-up is fun, but I like, I, I, I was expecting music and, you know, a run-in, you know? You would hope. You would hope. I love a run-in on that stage, too, because it's far. It seems very, it seems <laughs> vast. Great Muda clothesline because if you've never seen that uh in japan muda used to do a thing where he would run to the end of the ramp and then run to a standing groggy opponent and then uh clothesline them but it would take him like 30 full seconds to run to them and they would just have to stand there and wait for it i do love the wrestling um assertion like wrestling physics I love mm. that they use the cartoon physics of the further you run, the more force you're going to hit them with. Oh, yeah. Even though I don't think that actually makes any sense. I don't think that's real. Like Certainly think... not. <laughs> Certainly. What about the wrestling physics? Okay, wait. I saw this on Crown Jewel. Um, you got Solo. gonna He's going to spike John Cena. John Cena catches the hand and is fighting the thumb from touching his thumb as if... At this point, it could do anything. Yeah. He's like, like, Adzella's still, he's pushing that thumb. He's like, I'm just going to gently push this thumb into <laughs> you, John you. Cena. I'm going to poke you, John Cena. It would, it would feel a little weird to get, to get poked. To get gently poked in the throat. I'm I doing guess. it right now, and I don't like it. I can tell you that right now. And he, and he was already hoarse, as we saw. 
Was that work? Was he workhorse or was it shoot horse? Did he do a promo? I didn't see him. Oh, he did a promo on SmackDown. He's like, oh, okay. Can I tell you something, Solo? It's actually very wow. well worth watching. He he's like uh, he's like Solo. I'm gonna break you down in 90 seconds because I can't talk. And then he just calls him like a bargain bin Taz. And uh, wow, um, he he doesn't he does him real good. Wow. Yeah. So I watched that. All right. Oh, Anyone else cool. have a favorite? <laughs> I'm trying to think of favorite. Uh, Claudio and uh, Claudio and Orange had a great match. They did. They did oh, on Dynamite yeah. for the international yeah. championship. I Gosh, I kind of almost wanted Claudio to win, and I love Orange yeah. Cassidy, but man, they really got screwed by that Moxley uh, injury because confused everything. Well, you, because they were. I mean, the whole thing was that like Orange Cassidy had this long title reign, and it took a former like the former world champion to beat him, and it was going to be like Orange Cassidy was for the first time ever, like coming to terms with caring about something. Like he was sad that he lost the title and he wanted it back, but he like didn't want to admit that he cared uh, and that he was sad about it. And he was supposed to like get built back up to like beat Moxley or something. But then Moxley got hurt and then Phoenix had it. And then they just gave it back to orange Cassidy. So it was, I feel like it kind of threw out all their plans. And yeah, it's a mystery now. It feels like I don't, yeah. Well, Claudio, He's such a talent. That he Claudio. is a talent. Yeah, he deserves everything. He deserves everything. He does. He, he I don't like Claudio. I don't respect Claudio <laughs> at all. <laughs> at all. Listen, I'm from Yonkers. I don't Claudio know can he... eat my little ass. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, what did you? What did? You, uh, did you have something on your list too to start with as well? I had a lot of things. I mean, well, there. Were, I, in preparation for the very special episode that we had here, I watched. Far too much wrestling. I didn't watch Raw and SmackDown, but I, I did watch my Dynamite and my Rampage. And then on yesterday, I spent basically the entire day watching wrestling. I watched New Japan Pro Wrestling's Power Struggle, which was great. And I am the big New Japan guy, and I would have watched that anyway. Then I watched some of Crown Jewel. Then I took a break. Then I watched Collision. And then I finished Crown Jewel today. And, uh, you know, it's funny. Crown Jewel had... Because it's hard. Before to, you what? get off to the races, I just want to tell Brandon a funny story, which is that it, at one at this morning he walks into the room where I'm at and he's like, "I really didn't mean to watch this much wrestling," <laughs> and I was like, "Well, what could you possibly have meant to do otherwise?" I think I said I just thought maybe at some point my brain would intervene and be like, "It has not yet up until this point in your life, so I don't think." No, I mean it I tried yesterday. It's back the there. Day. It's yeah. in the back, and it's like, let me out. Read a <laughs> there, book. Go outside. Do something. I'm like, no, nah, we're good. I sent John a clip of XSW yesterday, to which John takes back. Maybe I should get a, a uh, an IWTV subscription. Maybe I should. Maybe I need to introduce somehow more wrestling into. My we already life. have Fight Plus. Like we can watch like you know GCW right. and stuff like that. There were, by the way, Friday night there was a GCW show, and Saturday night there was also a GCW show. So if you wanted to, you could have in one day watched a New Japan pay-per-view, Crown Jewel from WWE, AEW Collision, and GCW. I think it's C or no. If you wanted to, but only if you want. I, if I, mean, I don't. I, I, I love wrestling so much, but it does feel like we're in this golden age where my completionist brain needs to kind of let go a little. I still, yeah. I'm like, I have to watch Dynamite. I have to watch Collision. I have to watch all, every second of both of these shows. And even that, I've talked myself out of Rampage. But that's four hours. 
That's so much time. It's so much time. It's really ridiculous. And my completionist brain also is having to deal with that with a lot of different content because with like streaming services, now, it used to be like, oh, you could watch, there's a bunch of Star Wars movies. And then like every once in a while, there's a show or a cartoon every couple of years and you can watch it. Now it's like every month, there's a new eight hours of this that I could watch and it's it's just it's expanded too much but uh crown jewel is uh great because every time you're like well maybe they've made some advancements and you know women are allowed on the shows now and you know they killed that guy a couple years ago i guess uh and then like now it's like they bring out a guy that's an actor they did a Miz tv segment for literally (laughs) just no nobody needed this thing and i kind of fast forwarded through this I actually out. watched that segment. Now that I, th- I guess I watched more of the show than I thought. I just couldn't <laughs> figure out what the end goal here was. Well, was he brought like, out, he brought out the comedian who's like an actor um, from Saudi Arabia, and it was just like, this feels like the Saudi government is like you have to have this guy on. But then the movie that he was from was about him wanting to be a WWE superstar, which felt like WWE being like this movie has to be about this, and it's just like this propaganda Ouroboros yeah. where it's just. Two, it's a corporate and fascist propaganda all wrapped up into it's, one. It's, and it's one of those moments where you remember how most movies get made, which is just that like somebody has money. Yeah, that's true. And like they, they're like, we want to make a movie. It's usually Disney. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah, and and in this case, I guess it was pro- it was likely the government and a major corporation that operates like it's the government d- yeah. deciding to make a movie. And then having the star do a people's elbow on Grayson Waller, which happened. Yeah. Which um, did happen. One good thing I'll say about that, though, is that the actor didn't, he got his ass kicked before the wrestler intervened. Yes. And oftentimes, I've seen a lot of, uh, what's his name, Flo Rida and Florida Georgia Line uh, show up on Raw and just beat the shit out of every wrestler with sure. ease, with no yep. help. Well, fame actually makes you powerful. I don't know if you know this, but fame makes you powerful. There's certain people that I'm, you know, there's certain people that you're good with kind of leveling people. Mickey Rourke leveling Chris Jericho after a 20-minute match. Like, yeah, Yeah. that should happen. Or Hugh Jackman punching Dolph Ziggler in the greatest moment in Raw history. And shoot, breaking his jaw. Yeah, love that. He told him to, kind of, right? I mean, He He probably told him to, like, go hard, and he was like, all right, mate, and then he just did it. (laughs) Sounds good. Wolverine cool. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, you want the claws or not? Eh, well, uh, <laughs> I'll put geez. the claw. I got the claws in my big. Uh, I don't think I'm getting the accent. <laughs> I don't right, think I'm getting Good Australian accent. Why are you getting canceled for making in fun Australia, of Australians? Specifically in Australia. Australians know we make fun of them. That's true. They participate in it sometimes. I've do. seen That's podcasts true. where they teach people how to say, "Is it N-A-R? N-A-R? Or nor. Oh, yeah, they just—they're like say N A R, and it's like N A R, and it's—it's—it's it's, it's, yeah. If you say it fast enough, anyway. N A R. So Crown Jewel. Uh, you know, I mean, it was uh, the, well. I will say the 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 world title match was the first world title match was really good and advanced the story, and that was Seth Rollins and Drew McIntyre. And then I actually was okay with the Cody Rhodes and Damian Priest match. That was that was good. And then there was the the women's title match was good, but the crowd seemed kind of dead. It, one thing that was funny that I had a thought of was John Cena lost, which I think was good that he that he lost, um, and maybe it does mean he's gonna like go away because typically the John Cena story of like I don't know if I can still do it, I have to beat you or I'm done means that John Cena is gonna win and somehow it, he lost. Although he has continued to lose for many years now, and that has been the main thing that he has said before every match in the last I don't know five years. 
That's true. That's true. Wouldn't uh, it be funny if he left WWE in shame after like losing constantly <laughs> and then he just like left in tears and that's how the WWE like ended his I would love that. that and they're awesome. like John Cena will not be in the Hall of Fame. He yeah. lost for too he's long. He's a loser. They give him I, Baron Corbin's gimmick or his old gimmick where he where he's like I got oh ketchup on my shirt. I love that. That's one of my favorite gimmicks of all time. Because also, I liked how that character, and I'm not like a huge Baron Corbin fan, but I loved how that character would just like, he had a bunch of money. For, or no, no, he he lost something. It just flowed really logically. I don't remember the history of yeah. Baron Corbin. Yeah. He it, lost it his flowed money more then, logically than most things did with them at that time in terms of storylines, for he's sure. He's still the last person to pin Roman Reigns in a singles match. Remarkable. Is Baron Corbin from that like seven month feud they had that just would not end. Um, but terrible. I, I liked when they had John Cena as the, they keep calling him the greatest of all time, which is funny because that's what they're going to be calling Roman Reigns in 10 years every time. And then like, Braun Breaker or Von Wagner, whoever decides to uh, be the guy after that. Um, but when uh, Michael, when he was leaving, Michael Cole was like, he means more to me than any other WWE superstar in history. And I just can't wait for him to say that about Roman Reigns in a couple of years too. Yeah. Whoever they want. Yeah. Maybe well, it was true. It's important to put someone over really, really, really hard. Because that's how you make stars. You pick one person, and then mm-hmm. you tell them everyone that they're the greatest, and mm-hmm. then they um, leave for two years to do Fast Eleven, mm-hmm. which John Cena is <laughs> going to do, I think. Yeah, yeah, something like that. I will say, of all the wrestling that I watched and forced our cat Kathy to watch with me, <laughs> the one that she showed the most interest in immediately was WWE. Because it's just, and this is what I've been saying before, it's just lights and sounds for the mm-hmm. most part. And it's great for a cat or like a baby. Uh, <laughs> it's just Babies they, love they just, sounds and light. Oh my do. God, they lose it for it. You know? Yeah. And there's lots of stuff flying around the screen, words and letters, those 3D things they always have hanging over the, you know. There was the big yeah. falcon they kept showing. Do we have favorite Perfect. big 3D things and least favorite big 3D things? Have we oh, I saw them? a really cool one. The Damien, uh, the Damien Priest match had. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, an archer, like a hooded archer. Oh right! Like a oh, wow, a really creepy three D hooded archer who like pulled a bow out and an arrow and shot it. Really and then went back to doing this. You know how the Judgment Day has those like yeah, I like yeah. those, those are hooded guys. Ones. Those are I think those are the coolest ones to me. I can't believe they're still trying to get Archer of Infamy over. Is it just because it's still his Twitter handle? Maybe I don't know. I but I was telling John that I really love that the Judgment Day are heels, not because they say like offensive horrible things but because they're just like spooky and they're just like Ooh. <laughs> here we go. like they're spooky scary yeah. skeletons they, are spooky, they have no magical powers but they sure act like they do they're really yeah. like high school students who pretend to have magical powers we exactly. all know, knew those kids and maybe yeah. we were those kids they're, they're witches they're little baby witches they're kind of like exactly. rich high school goths yeah like their parents yes. are pretty well off but they're the they want to be sad. Yeah, Brandon, do you have a favorite 3D uh, k- little guy? I guess um, uh, I really like the the New Day had that like um, th- jumpy little animated like video game one that was very cool. Oh, yeah. I don't know if that's still around. And I I don't like this, but I appreciate them just having their top star in the company ha- still have this like spooky Roman Reigns like ps2 graphic of his like dead yeah. face with no pupils it's like f- you could fix that right i mean you could fix yeah. it they fixed all the other ones why is this so bad you know 
it's weird. I was thinking that exact same thing, and I was also going to say PS2. <laughs> yeah, and Eric. they added like lines coming off it. They're like, we'll we'll add dramatic anime lines coming off of this, and it's only drawing attention to it. I think maybe I like the idea that he enters from like be- between his own legs, like um, mm-hmm. like the the what was it the the seventh wonder of the world that split the oh. the the river Tiber. Colossus or whatever. Um, is yeah, that? yeah, the Colossus. Colossus you know? of Rhodes. The Colossus of Rhodes. Wow. Hell yeah. Hell and yeah. And you don't think about the Roman Empire? Anyway. <laughs> oh, well, some I'm Italian, so some of it is just in there. The uh um <laughs> It's funny though that you bring that because Roman like the Judgment Day has the hooded, cloaked evil guys and like Roman just has himself. Like the other superstars have like a, an interpretation of their character. Like something yeah. to represent them, and his like, nah, it's just me. It's just a big me. What would you do? Would you have like a I, table that it could and, be a big uh, Roman guy? It could be a big Roman emperor or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah, but that wouldn't be him. That would be acknowledging Caesar. It wouldn't be acknowledging Roman. I guess he is so far up his own ass. It's also be, a little uh, bit Imperiumish. Mm. Oh, I think Imperium has cornered the market on the Roman Empire iconography. That's a good point. You see them as the Roman Empire, not not Greek. what. They were. I, they feel sometimes they're like. Imperium yeah. is literally they, Latin. They got I the big so, yeah. pillars, right? It's <laughs> the big. True. Yeah, they got Roman columns, and their name is Latin. So I, yeah. I associate it with the All Roman right, Empire. Fair. Were but. you thinking German? Yeah, I was. Yeah, thinking, well, you were thinking of the German Empire. Not empire, but they were. <laughs> okay. You know, wasn't an empire. <laughs> there are illusions. There's like a. You know, there's certain coats. There's certain buttons appearing on certain coats that seem. Yeah somewhat suspect i yeah i do kind of think of imperium as just like the axis of evil for like i'm like okay an italian guy a german guy what are we doing <laughs> yeah <laughs> they almost added tozawa to the group and it was like this is oh my god uh, oh the wwe but they couldn't possibly be like racist in any way right no no that couldn't nothing be about happening. everything they've ever done would imply that no. yeah Booker t won not. at wrestlemania 19 famously oh won the oh world heavyweight title all right God. should we talk about AEW now yeah <laughs> i would love to that's the show that i watch yeah, yeah. I know, right? and it's a happier vibe in yeah. many ways um, it's good it is good it's so dynamite was great uh, i loved the dalton castle thing i see in your oh. notes you have Dalton Castle there. Dal- it was cute, but it was very weird because he could have done like a little promo to be like, because um, he just kind of like came out, said nothing, and was like being weird and quirky. And then he took yeah. the trophy like a little boy who was being bad and threw it to get a, to get a match to yeah. get them to agree to a match. But it was funny that he didn't. Did just you see say the promo he did after with no. Leah? I missed that. Oh, <laughs> I just saw it on Instagram. It oh, might have only been, been on, yeah, social been on social media, but it made me laugh really hard because his eye was hurt. And he like it, it devolves into him like rolling around on the ground screaming as Leah's like over him like oh my god are you okay oh my god and he's like no get out of here because he's uh, he's and he's screaming about how he sent the acclaimed he wanted to help them celebrate their sixty nine sixty nine and appropriate guy to have in that. he'd sent them an email and they ignored him. So he's like, the only way to get a help, uh, get get through to people like that is to make a big splash. That like. is all of wrestling logic. Simply have this conversation somewhere else. You don't need to walk out in front of twenty five thousand people and be like, "Hey, you bumped my car with your car earlier." But yeah. that's how things are solved. It must world. have been an it must have been a social media only promo, which is a weird thing for AEW to do. But yes, yeah, yeah that adds a lot of context to it. Um, but it was I cool love to him. See him. I- I thought, yeah, I I was even hopeful that 
this would just be their next feud because yeah. I think I just can't look away when he's on television. I just love him and his little birds. Yeah, they're you so know special. His baby chickens. I you know I, I've said this before, right? That I went to college with him. Oh no. Yeah, with um. We really? were in. We we're both broadcast communications majors at SUNY Brockport, <laughs> where he also wrestled. And I interviewed him at one point before he was not a wrestler. I didn't even know he liked wrestling. He, I mean, like professional wrestling. He had been a wrestler athletically for, for, since like middle school. And our school was actually like a very good Division three school for wrestling. Like our team won a lot. Um, and I like interviewed him for some documentary I had to make for a class, but I didn't know. That he liked professional wrestling, but it makes sense because he's he was always like pretty much like that exactly. He yes. was always very like heightened and always joking and doing, and so he would dress very colorfully all the time. Um, he was cool. His name is Brett. Uh, I'm completely blowing up a spot right now, uh, but no, Brett. Yeah, Brett, huh? I think he wow. knew uh, Brody Lee too because they're both from Rochester or. He was. We went to school in Rochester, and so I think he started wrestling in that area, Rochester, New York. That's amazing. Yeah, I had so no I'm very idea. Every wow. time that I see Dalton Castle, that's uh, you know, I'm excited that he's there. Yeah, also, he's our boy. He has the same voice as Juice Robinson. I think Juice Robinson is uh, has big Jack Black energy. Do people talk about that? I no, think, but it's uh, a good point. He, he's got. I think uh, that's what he he brings to the table. I think it's. I I think he wants to sing. Um, you know, cla- Classico and Kickapoo. This is and just a tribute. You know, it doesn't it feel... Th- I don't know. I don't yeah, know. No, Next I, time I you see saying, it, yeah. Is all very... of that kind of... and I don't mean derivative in a derogatory sense, but is all of that a little bit derivative of ACDC, essentially? Is that oh, what those guys are doing? Interesting. Oh, well, the music for sure. The music for sure. Mm-hmm. It's, it's I'm trying to think like of where it. that voice comes from, and I feel like it's just an arena rock, 80s glam voice... Um, yeah, that yeah. makes me think about ACDC, but I don't know if it's from that. You no, know, that's a good point. I think it probably is. There, uh, Tenacious D is very like heavy metal inspired, so that yeah. it's a lot of high pitched metal singers that they that they try to emulate. Um, but yeah, that's, now Jack uh, Black is Bowser. How about that? Oh yeah, he is. oh yeah, he's Bowser now. So you pitch him down, whole new voice. Yeah, and he sings the Peaches song. Children love the Peaches song. It's a I haven't hot heard song. the Peaches song. How does the it's, Peaches song? Goes peaches, 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 oh, peaches, peaches, yeah. peaches. It's oh, yeah. not yeah. good. It's really not anything, and yet it has captured the minds of millions. So like who WWE. Uh, like, there you go. Good transition. Uh, even though we're talking about AEW, AEW. I thought you were gonna say the millions of peaches, peaches. peaches I thought you were gonna think that song from the Presidents of the United States. Of I love that band. I do yeah. love that band. I only know that song from them, but I like that they, song. They, they have a, a song. I'll play for you later. It's about kitties. Okay, great. Millions of kitties. <laughs> Kitty. Uh but yeah, I So uh, Rick Flair's back. Well, that yeah, was maybe well, a week ago. I oh don't know. Oh god, Rick Flair. Flair. Richard Flair. I don't need this. Please. I couldn't believe it. I like cuz I was like busy and then I saw that and I was like, "Oh, okay, I don't want to watch Dynamite this week cuz that's going to make me sad." And yeah. Because I already get so mad about how few women's matches they have. And then when I see oh something like God. that, I'm like, now you're just rubbing my face in it. Yeah, WWE was like talking about how much time they had devoted to women's content that week. And I'm like, man, AEW, you really got to. Th- this it's is ridiculous. Embarrassing. It is. It's embarrassing. You know what, I, what always gets me is like, they'll just, AEW will be like, hey, here's like 
a great women's match with two great wrestlers. They had one with um, with Willow and uh, and uh, uh, Emmy Sakura this week. Mm -hmm. Great match. Mm -hmm. Just no context for it. And then the one story that they are kind of like working on, they'll just drop them backstage. Like nine times out of ten, they'll just have like a weird, silly interview instead of like in the ring where, you know, things are just like there's they matter when they're in the ring, you know? Yeah. And you have that like awesome. I I've, I felt like on last week when when Sky Blue spit Blue Mist, Blue Mist. Blue, can you believe Blue Mist? Blue Mist. When can you believe she you spits Blue Mist? It was like the most surprising thing on that episode of television. I was like, wow, okay, that was like a total turn. And also like, great, okay, we're making an investment in Sky Blue, who has been working very hard and also like desperately needs like a character. And yep. then like they and then I guess it was collision, maybe like they, they resolve it by by you know, Chris Statlander and, and Willow and her backstage, and she's like, I'm friends with her, I'm not friends with you. And then she's like, well, like how is this how is this the next step of that storyline is like whatever i kind of <laughs> wish she had away. just turned because i was like when she turned back and spit in julia hart's face i was like wait the, i mean I, I like being surprised but i'm also like where do we go though because that makes me feel like now she's just going to stall out i thought this was the progression we were about to get and then we didn't get that progression if you know what if you get like um like she she's like good venom Right, like there's like bad venom, and then there's good venom, and like now good she's like, slime. yeah, yeah, like she she's like it's it's now she's gonna use it for good, but she's like kind of she's got all these evil powers, but like she's gonna use these evil powers yeah, yeah, against yeah. these bad guys. Sky I don't Blue know. Is the lethal protector? Like, that's who she is. It's just such a bummer. It's like a yeah. it's just a waste of all these talented people. I'm like amazed at how much floundering happens and, the, and, and every time i see emmy sakura do anything i'm like always like it's amazing this woman isn't booked more it's amazing it's, yeah. yeah shocking she's so good and she's she so funny so and she's so proof she's such a great wrestler anyway what are you saying uh they well they also always put the women's match on at like 9 30 at every single one and mm -hmm. it's like or they main event and it's like main eventing is cool it is a sign of respect but I think the real show of confidence and the real sign of respect would be to have a women's match open an AEW show yeah. because that is a lot of trust. Uh, and I 100% believe that they could do that with no issue, but they just don't do that. So it's either main event or like 9.30. And 9.30 is kind of like a dead zone because yeah. people are like, okay, it's I'm basically the to match. ready for the main event now. And <laughs> the 9.30 women's slot is so beautifully like... And you just watch this one, and then you can go to bed. That's, like, for mm -hmm. me, specifically, because it knows I want to be in bed by 10. <laughs> and they're looking out. <laughs> and they're like, and you can do your skincare right after this match is done, mm -hmm. and then you can go to bed. It's perfect. But I agree yeah. with you. They've got five hours of television. You, you, I, I, you can't use a little more of that time to build some characters. I mean, we've got Tony Storm having, like, a career moment, character moment like that. This that is, is amazing. I like and that. Yeah. They are pushing her so hard, almost yeah. like I worry a little bit too hard because part of the what, the thing that I love about this character is that she doesn't have the title, and that's why she went crazy. Mm. So now it seems like she's about to just win it back, and I, yeah, it'll be great. But I worry that people will be like, okay, because it's like they don't. She's so good, and it's evolving like every week. But it can't just be her. 
And also, I yeah. think that she should go after the TBS title, not the the world title, because she a hasn't had that one, and b it's TV, so it's like TV and movies, which would yeah. fit her gimmick. Oh wow! And I did so also. Good. I'll steal something from that I saw from uh, social media that somebody did say she should win it and turn it into the TCM Turner, Cla- Turner Classic oh Movies title. That's so funny. And you do a black and white belt? Yeah. Oh, that'd be oh, great. Oh, man. Just what if she just keeps best. losing and goes crazy and just makes that belt on her own? She could do that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I would love that. I, I, yeah. I think um, there are, I think it's like a really interesting dynamic also for this very unpredictable kind of character. Yeah. Like the way that she wins and the way that she loses is like unique to just that kind of character. Yeah. You know, it's not going to be from calculating. It's going to be from her like erratic, like her, her like erratic character combined with her like technical skill. Like we had this character for however long she was signed before this and we saw how good of a wrestler she is. And so yeah. you have like her doing these like killer pile drivers and stuff combined with her just like, we don't know. She's just eating an orange right now. I really like that. And she eats them with the peel, which is great. With the peel and, and squirts juice all over everything. And she really it's does really it, great. too. She's really she's shoot-eating that orange. Um, all the so nutrients hard. are in the skin. That's what my grandfather used to say. All of them? That's what he used to say. Maybe some of them. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to deny that there's it's there. There's got to be some nutrients in there. You got a lot of nutrients in the sticker, too. You got to leave the sticker on there. Yeah, yeah that's where the that's where the main nutrients are. That's the are. protein. Mm. Very tasty stuff. Very tasty. Uh, I did also. I, I really love the uh, the MJF acclaimed stuff, and I love that they have been surprising me with this all this stuff with MJF because it's like they had multiple. Because usually in wrestling, it's easy to predict the storylines because it's like, well, this is the only other character that this person is involved in currently, so this mm-hmm. is who it will be. And with MJF, he's like interacting with so many different people, and it could have been could have been the acclaimed, could have been the kingdom and Roderick Strong, and it could have been. Uh, you know, he had at that point like Wardlow, Samoa Joe, and somebody else going after his title and like challenging him. And it's like he could just nuke yeah. Bullet Club Gold with like world title guys and just had like murder them to get the, those belts back and just like promise them all title shots and deal with it later. But they, but you know, and I didn't know which way they were going to do it. I also, uh, I just loved like the relationship between him and Max Caster because it is cute that they started together and they're both yeah. from Long Island, I believe, and they're both named Max. Um, <laughs> yes. and it is just fun that they, it's now a thing and they're like two of the most popular acts in the company. And then on collision, they had the thing where he was like, I don't love the acclaimed, but I'm starting to maybe like the acclaimed. And it was very sweet. And he was, I love baby face MJ. It's really, he's yeah. such a baby oh, face. I'm all about it. It's so great. It's this, wonderful. He's fully on me over. He, he yeah. loves the company so much and he really like, yeah, it's beautiful. Like he's a fun <laughs> troll, but like. You know, that can only go so far. And when you're in, like, dark times, it's like you want your hero to be a guy who's, like, who's, like grumpy. Like, the, the yes. grumpiness yes. met with the, like, okay, I guess this is kind of nice. It's like... Yeah. I, I mean, we've all had, I guess, the generic heroes that we're like, okay, you smile and you say, I love the city that I'm in. But he, it's just there's something about him learning how to even behave himself yeah or do that that's just so beautiful and it's, it's very really, relatable it's good yeah yeah it's very it gives nice. you hope it's like a redemptive arc yeah oh man i really love him and i i love he had that whole um 
like him looking for friends backstage like it's it was nice to have like a full episode tracking him like trying to find his buddies and Mm -hmm. even to your point john of how he um like he could have had like any number of his enemies could have become his friends or any number of his uh or i guess vice versa but i i like this this idea that he has um a target on his back and he is kind of he's going through the world trying to um trying to maybe rectify that and like learn what real friendship is i think that's sweet my my friend adam cole told me it's okay to have more than one friend and at first i thought that was heresy but (laughs) adam adam Adam! so (laughs) screaming adam is like i the new suck it i think it must be right (laughs) middle schools across the country must be full of boys going adam like if your name is Adam right now and you're 12, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Adam. It's also fun to see Roderick Strong finally have like a character. Oh my so god! Long. After and a I career, love he's literally so his whole good. career. He's just been guy who does good backbreakers and is good at wrestling, and yeah. now he finally has this. I mean, I don't. I guess I don't have an intimate knowledge of his career, but it sure did seem like that from every time I would see him. Watching him for at least a decade, and it's yeah. pretty much been that. Yeah, well, I, I like that he takes a neck brace off right before he wrestles and then puts it back yeah, on. Yeah. Very good. Puts it back on immediately. Yeah. Uh, and then oh, there's, there's a question. There's a question written there. That's kind of a spicy question. I don't. Ooh. So I, people often will. Say We're gonna have stuff. to fight about this question. Well, I'm excited. People about this say question. stuff. I hear things, scuttlebutts about. Say the things. question. Do we think Adam Copeland is a nice guy? I think yes. yes. I think he is nice. <laughs> yeah. What do we mean? I just, well, I, I've heard some things where people are like, oh, he was maybe like a lot to work with in WWE or he didn't want to lose or something. But I don't know. It could just be people that don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I also think that he has never been outside of that. There was the, the thing with Ricky Starks where he like insulted him in the middle of promo on collision and people were kind of pissed about that. That um, was like let them sure I I that I thought people were just like silly. It, it felt like they were very much like I, I felt to me like Adam Copeland was like, "Hey, let's like have fun not scripting our promos for the second time the second in my, day in ever my, in my whole career." Yeah. Like, you know, he was just they were having he was like, "I can't wait for you to say stuff and then I'll say stuff." I think yeah. that's what that was. Yeah, he's just been, like this is the first time he's not been in the WWE machine for his whole career. Like Christian has done this multiple times. He's like never been like afraid to leave and reinvent himself. And Cope, it's the first time that he's done this in a long time. You know, sure. Does he love Foo Fighters? Yeah. You know, you see. Yeah. Well, I can but- say I I have talked to somebody who's worked with him, uh, who shall remain nameless since I do not have permission to quote this person. Mm-hmm. But they, without being prompted at all like DM me to tell me that he's like one of the nicest people they've ever worked with in their life. Like he's just a a total angel. Like I think I posted some clip of edge years ago and they were like, Oh my God, this guy I worked with him. He's like such a nice guy. Oh my God. I'm obsessed with him. You know, it was like nothing but good things. Everybody seems so happy when he showed up on like dynamite and just, I'm just so happy for him to be there. It's going to take him time to find Tony storm was there for like almost two years before she figured out what she was doing. Christian also was, he didn't create this dead family member character immediately. It took him like a while to find this character. Are you implying that you just think that maybe also he doesn't have anything going for him in terms of 
his character an impact on the show? No, I think he's been doing well. I don't know. Sometimes, you know, uh, people start analyzing it pretty hard right away, and there's, like, a big spotlight on him, and they're like, I don't know if he's really, I don't know if I'm into him. And it's like, I mean, he just got there. And also, the stuff with Christian, I think, has been great. I think almost every promo he's done has been really good. And that first thing with Christian was so great. Go fuck yourself. That was awesome. I really like it. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, that's that's like moment of the year. One of them, for sure. Top 10. I also find that wrestling, uh, I don't know if this is unique to wrestling, per se. I feel like it is, though, because other worlds that I am in, I don't run into this quite as much. What worlds are you in? But... (laughs) The other multiverses. Um, But I feel like whenever something happens in wrestling, almost no matter what it is, there's two things you can think about it. You can love it or you can hate it. And I feel like inevitable, inevitably one of those two things is going to come up. Like Edge coming to AEW is always going to be something people hated because it's just one of the only two options they have, right? Mm -hmm. Like, And I feel like I just hear wrestling fans complain more (laughs) than I do other fans. And I feel like that's why is because it's like there's only two positions to take yeah and and eventually everyone gets bored of liking it and so they're like well now i hate it now it's bad well i i guess i have been so burned by wrestling so many times i felt i have felt like by wrestling or by giving you the what's that say that again by wrestling or wwe WWE. of course it's wwe those fuckers have ruined my life on more than one occasion yeah just dashed my hopes upon the rocks Mm -hmm. and not apologized or addressed it and uh (laughs) i'm just thinking of the you know just like they've really taken my heart and just f5'd it straight through kofi kingston's title run you know Mm -hmm. just like absolutely with no explanation never to be seen again so I guess like for for me I always think about the the way that I watch wrestling is like I try even even now to like see what it's like to experience it in a vacuum like if I'm a few weeks behind I'll just not use Twitter for 2 weeks and I'll just like delete it from my phone cuz I don't want to see what's happening in wrestling and in that time I get to just like like wrestling you know yeah. you just get to enjoy it and then you go back on Twitter and you realize People like hated things that were like fine or loved things that were also fine. Mm-hmm. It's it it is that uh, it, it there's something in you in you as a wrestling fan that that you want to rage with other people because it's how I guess you converse about it. But some things are okay. Adam Copeland's yeah. doing okay. Yeah, that's what I mean. Is I feel like people in an effort to like have something to talk about almost like need to hate because I even saw people a few weeks ago complaining about the Tony Storm. Uh, the timeless Tony Storm gimmick and being like, well, I don't get it. And I'm just like, okay, so so go get a beer during that. Like, you know, like go, know, to, like go nine... to the bathroom when she's on screen. Like there's... that's what it's, you know, like this is the beautiful thing about wrestling is when there's something on that I know I'm not going to care about, I can get up and go make a snack and exactly. not feel like I'm missing something. And as John will tell you, there's another 41 hours you could watch of wrestling <laughs> that week. Whenever and people he's would, watching it. Whenever people would like I, it, make fun of AEW or say AEW sucks and sometimes they're WWE people but sometimes they're just like chaos agents who just hate anything having any sort of success and it's also just very 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 easy to be like negatively commenting on stuff from your job that you hate you know what I mean and just like throwing a comment on Twitter or on a wrestling article or whatever um, but whenever people would say like oh AEW sucks it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, it sucks it's not good and I'm just like 
then just watch WWE. I cannot, ex- I don't think I can express to somebody how easy it is to just not watch it. It's so, there's so, if you think WWE is the, is the best, most, and I'm not even saying it's not. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm not saying WWE sucks. I often say that, but I'm not saying that. They, you know, they do a lot of things really well. If you think that's the perfect, like the best possible wrestling product, there's seven fucking hours of it every week. Just watch that. You don't have to even care about AEW. It doesn't have to come into anything at all. You don't have to watch it even a little bit. You don't have to read about it. You can ignore it. You could just watch WWE. Raw's three hours. Remarkable. Three Remarkably hours. Remarkably so, yeah. Remarkably, three been three hours for over a decade. They started doing that in 2012, I think, and I thought Remarkable. I was like, they can't. This can't. This got to stop soon, it can't right? Sustain. This sucks. Well, if you watch it, it like I again, I, I don't, I can't watch Raw anymore because no. I'm like, how no. could, how it's could like I? It, it saps my energy to even passively watch a wrestling product for three hours. It's like, let mm-hmm. me, how much, how much actual lockups can I watch in seven <laughs> days? I need to save some of my headlock energy for the show that i want to watch i just yeah, can't yeah. see that many people do do um uh hip toss you know so when i when i watch raw if i ever feel like i'm compelled to or something and i um let's say can fast forward through it you realize just how like the show is still a two-hour show they've just made it in such a way where it is now three hours by playing the clip during and after the commercial and then they play it again later in the show and then they recap it and then they'll have somebody talk about it later and then it's ultimately it is it it remains what should be a two-hour show but they just beat it to death with all of those recaps and those bad packages aw has those great packages great it's really it's Mm -hmm. like the it's the style of all reality TV now. Most reality TV. It's like oh, all Housewives, yeah. all The Bachelor. All these episodes are like crazy long because there's an hour and a half of commercials. Yeah. And they're also doing it for people who are doing other... Like this, like WWE is, to me... And sometimes AEW is like this too, but not as often. Um, to me, it fits in the re- reality TV category umbrella of TV to watch while you're doing something else. Like, Mm -hmm. you're not supposed to sit here and just do this. You're supposed to either be on your phone or, like, be cleaning your living room or, like, be doing a little project. Like, you're supposed to be doing something else because they're going to show you everything eight times. So you can't possibly miss something. (laughs) Like, (laughs) right. I mean, if you think about it, too, like, even how the tonight show it's like you're not supposed to watch the tonight show you're supposed to watch the <laughs> the yeah. the thing on you know youtube tomorrow yep. and yeah. so yeah i mean like how do i watch smackdown i watch smackdown by watching the clip that starts with roman reigns and i click that clip and then i scroll down and i say okay eo sky has a match they've cut it down to five minutes so that i could actually watch it great mm-hmm. there you go and now i've watched the two things on the show that i want to watch a great way to do it too is Reddit. Like Squared Circle usually has like, here's the last two minutes of this match, yes. and they'll just post it. That's good to know. Yeah, yeah. No, John's good at checking the 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 fight sheets, the Squared the dirt Circle, sheets. the dirt sheets, the dirt yeah. sheets. And I wanted you... to. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go on. I was gonna say I wanted to. I was like, I wonder if Logan Paul and Rey Mysterio did anything interesting in Saudi Arabia, and so I just typed in Logan Paul Rey Mysterio into. Twitter and the only clip it showed me was Rey Mysterio uh, almost dying the whole time. Yep. Um, was that on purpose? You think? 
No. no, no, no. I watched also. I'm sure you guys have talked about the Stevie Richards um, show where he um, talks about things going right or wrong. Yes. He, he did a breakdown of it. It seems like Logan Paul should have been like much closer to so, yeah. Ray to catch him in this moonsault thing, and um, uh, he was oh. just f- far enough away. He he wound up saving him in that yeah. moment because he moved in and like caught him. But like, had he been closer, you know, Ray would have just hit shoulders ray felt like he landed exactly where he always yeah, and he, should be it didn't seem because he springboard moonsaulted i think right off the ropes yeah. and yeah. it didn't seem like he didn't get enough momentum or anything yeah it did seem like logan paul was a half step back um he also did the buckshot lariat better than cm punk but not as good as hangman adam page he does it real. it looks really good and it sometimes does look better than hangman adam pages i guess maybe not even a hot take but unfortunately when he does it in elimination chamber for example it just looks it looks like he always lands the flip part at the same moment that he hits the lariat part and i say hey that's pretty good wow so i guess Sorry, we have guys. to we have to respect logan paul i mean he's very good <laughs> take at a moment of silence to do that <laughs> all right um well one fun thing Moving on from kind of, I think we've covered most of the news of the week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I was, I pitched this idea to John because the TNA is returning. Total nonstop so action. Before we we're re- recording, I said, why don't you and Brandon each share your favorite TNA moment? Which already makes me laugh because in my head, TNA means something dirty. But so anyway, <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm going to share my favorite dirty version moment. Great. Uh, <laughs> Broadway's Chicago. Oh, wow. Um, uh, it's, it's true. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I was, I, when I, growing up, I wasn't like a big TNA kid, but I would tune in uh, for certain things. There was the time where TNA ran against Raw on the same night, and that was mm-hmm. crazy. And TNA was even running ads during Raw, which was extra crazy. Yeah. And it was like Hulk Tony Hogan took over. And, um, I remember Orlando Jordan covered himself in uh, oil and all of these weird things were happening on TNA. It was the night where Sean and Brett on Raw, you know, like shook hands and Mm -hmm, hugged maybe for the first time since the bad thing. And uh, so that was a big one. And then I guess the other one, the one of my favorite matches, I guess, of um, of my of Kurt Angle matches that I ever loved. I was a big Kurt Angle uh, kid and then he you know has all these great matches in TNA and I think he talks about how um it, it's sad that like <laughs> people don't know but like probably you know like his a great body of his work is is him there and he has this like bananas cage match against Mr. Anderson aka Mr. Kennedy and he does this wackadoo moonsault off the top of the cage and misses and just explodes and then he he kicks Anderson in the um, in the uh, Dick and Balls on his way out of the mm-hmm. cage, and it's it's just a it was a great match and a great time. So that that might be mine. Or that's that my other wrestling night. promotion, DNB. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. They uh, Kurt Angle has one of the best moonsaults in the wrestling industry in the history of professional wrestling, and I don't think he has ever hit it. I think it's like <laughs> an inside joke, basically that he is never. It's beautiful. It's perfect, and he misses every single time. Uh, and yeah, it's just, it's crazy that Kurt Angle like most of maybe even more than half of his career is from TNA. Um, and uh, I have I actually watched it a good amount 
in like the mid 2000s and then from like 2011 probably to like 13 or 14 i watched it like every week because it was wow. i didn't have a lot going on and it was uh <laughs> and it was uh now we have a lot going on you know i have so much going on now sure. uh, and uh and it was like pretty good i was you know um they were doing some good stuff but i would say probably my favorite tna moment was uh christian cage debuting in at the time i think it was still nwa tna or maybe it was tna at that point but and they seceded but it was such a big deal because it was like christian was one of my favorite guys in wwe wasn't getting the you know the respect that you know a lot of us thought he should get and then he wasn't he was the first big like wwe guy to jump to tna and help like kind of legitimize them to a degree uh and that's why i said christian's never been afraid to just go try something and edge you know has largely been in wwe edge i don't blame edge for not leaving edge has always blame him i will not blame i am cope i don't blame you (laughs) uh that was great i also there was a a great heel turn that bully ray did um literally 10 years ago when he joined the very not stupid at all faction of aces and eights uh but the the actual heel turn was really well done and people were like throwing shit at the ring it was great uh what Bully Ray I, is a guy you want to throw things at. <laughs> oh man. Uh my I went to high school with his niece, I believe. Wow. Um, that was a thing. It's it is one of those things where I don't know. I feel like you grow up. Did that mean funny. something to you at the time? Were you it like did. Oh, okay? <laughs> was, <laughs> wow. We'd ask her lots of questions. I think she <laughs> showed she showed us like a, fa- a picture of just like smiling next to each other. We were like, oh, oh my god. <laughs> just I mean, really, it is so crazy being a kid who likes wrestling nick and i my buddy nick and i went to see um uh it would oh you know oh, hold on mate this might actually be my favorite okay take it all back here's my favorite tna memory the tna did a show in cyclone stadium in brooklyn like where the brooklyn cyclones play mm-hmm. and we went to this show and um it was like a house show i you know obviously it was uh not aired and it was in a baseball uh arena and um Earl Hebner, uh, I got his autograph and I and I was like, hey, I really like that time where and he just like spit chewing tobacco into a cup and signed my paper. And I was like, "Okay." And then um, we walked. We were just hanging out. We walked to the edge of the stadium. We looked down and Jeff Hardy was just sitting there um, just like smoking a cigarette and just like on his phone. And we were like, Jeff Hardy. Uh He looked up and he like made like a weak little like guns and, and Nick was like i got your tattoo on my arm he's like, <laughs> like whatever and then we went down to the ring at the end of the, you were allowed to go in and it was my first time stepping into a real wrestling ring and i stepped Ow. into a wrestling ring and took a picture with rvd who's so tall and you think he's little but wow. he's big <laughs> yeah it was great oh man it was amazing you so, think he's little but he's big you that think you know he does rollies he does flippies and you say you must be little like no I, I watched some like roh dvds from like 2005 and matt hardy is somebody you always think of as oh, he's like a cruiserweight high flyer guy and then he would be in there with like roderick strong and he would be like twice the size and it's like <laughs> oh yeah and wwe a giant is still small to them the yeah. hardys um, are so nice we met matt hardy at oh Comic-Con. yeah lovely man a couple weeks ago, that. we met Matt Hardy. He's just sitting there. He's just sitting just, there out mm-hmm. in the open, isn't it? Out. It's so weird because you're like walking the floor at Comic Con, and then there's just all these. There's like Jake the Snake, and like all these guys just like there at their tables, just <laughs> standing there somehow, still out about. I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, how is Matt Hardy just allowed <laughs> out in the public? Isn't that dangerous for him? You I would don't know. think so. You would think so, but he, uh, he is. 
Yeah, he he was he was not deleted. He said no, he was, he was not, and he was very sweet to us. We I brought up his kids, and he told me all about Wolfie, and it was nice. That's yeah. so sweet. I I knew it the way to yeah. do it was to bring up his kids too. I was like, yeah. I'm gonna say something. About, I know about his kids, and That's then the way and in. his kids are all like on the social media and stuff. So yeah. it's, like, it's not weird to bring up the kids, you know. No, it's, it's like, not like your kids content. Are, I'm not like also, senior kids. <laughs> they are major characters in in a great many of his matches. They are technically yes. unfortunately TV personalities. They Yeah, I'm a fan re- of Gothic Baby. Gothic, Gothic Baby, Baby is, is important to me. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, and what's I, your favorite TNA moment? You know, I never watched TNA. I watched Impact. Impact though. counts. I liked Impact. Thing. I liked yeah. the Impact. The thing that I've always loved about Impact, an Impact shirt, is that Trinity's Trinity. there. Trinity. And um, I as, as I as I used to joke to John, Impact always had a vibe of like Juggalo, like it always had like a like a, somebody history. in this audience has gone to the gathering. Yeah, <laughs> like, absolutely. You know, like, drinking a Fago right now. Like, it just has that vibe. And then um, I also like that it has like a cinematic universe kind of like with the, the there's that realm they go into sometimes because that evil demon priest guy and his daughter Father who's in the James coven, Mitchell. Father James Mitchell. Like there's like the, sh- is it called the shadow realm? I'd have to look it up. It's like, they have like a whole, there's lore. There's just a lot of lore and I dig lore. So, you know, I, I think that's kind of cool the way that they have, uh, even though they, they, they kind of have like an in, an indie vibe, which I mean in, in the best way possible when I say indie vibe, I mean that in a nice way. Um, they still take the time to like build a, like a whole world. They don't just like, you know, throw a couple guys in the ring and let them roll around. And I, Joe Hendry. Oh God, I love, I, be, I believe, so, I believe in Joe Hendry so much. I uh, I actually think it was been it was been great for them to re-embrace that indiness. I think that's helped them a lot. Yeah. Um. I think the pandemic slowed them down a little bit again, but I think that that mm-hmm. really like around like 2017 or 18, they started just embracing that they were a, a big indie. They were just like really, yeah. you know, and it's helped them. So they did, they weren't trying to be WWE anymore, you know. Which yeah. was like never, never gonna happen. Mm-mm. Where no. where are they with the ring? Is the ring is it four square? sides? Four sides. Staying, staying four sides. They're, and they're sticking with that. They're sticking with, with the, the four sides. Re, re, rebrand. The re, yeah. re, is that, am I getting that right? Re, 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 probably at this point. Re, rebrand. Re, yeah, because the re, rebrand. Because <laughs> they were TNA, well, they were NWA, TNA, then they were TNA, then they were Impact, then they were Global Force Wrestling for like a couple months. Don't remember that. And then they realized they didn't actually have the copyright to that. I think Jeff Jarrett <laughs> owned it. And then so they, and they had a falling out with him. So they went back to Impact and now they're. TNA again. Also, one more quick one is I went to a TNA Impact taping uh, in the Manhattan Center, uh, mm. Hammerstein Ballroom or something, and this little kid was screaming so hard for Rhino to gore somebody, and all he wanted was like, gore! <laughs> gore! And he was like, and I was like, he's going to do it. They even set up a table in the corner, I think, and I was like, even if he doesn't do it in the match, after the match, he'll gore somebody. And then he never gored anybody. And this kid was like, I felt so That's bad. For it this was kid. probably because of that kid. Yeah, he was like, you know, tonight what? I'm not uh, going to. I feel like, how do you not? It it is sad. No gore. gore That's like not playing piano man. If you're Billy Joel, like play piano man, you asshole. We yeah. all came here. You have to do it. You have to play piano. For all the man. children, for all the children <laughs> in the Billy Joel concert. Piano man. Piano, piano man. man. Yeah, I re- I heard. I, um, have you ever seen the clip of him making fun of? Uh, that song about the end of the world that he has where he's like, this song doesn't make any sense. And he just like goes verse by verse and he's like, why do you like this? This is bad. Whatever. And then he just plays it for eight minutes. It's, 
We didn't start the fire. We didn't no, start the fire. It's the is one, that what it is? Um, uh, I see the lights go out on Broadway. It's about the end of the world, I think. Oh, sure. I think <laughs> I so. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm not, not that. I'm not that deep in the Billy Joel catalog. I'll be honest. I was more oh, of a Bruce sure. Springsteen person. We just watched person, his Super Bowl uh, halftime performance uh, last night but, uh, as a rewatch. I saw him. I have never seen him. I haven't seen him live since I went and saw him live with my mom and my sister in Omaha, Nebraska. And he st- he went on stage like an hour late. And we oh were in boy. the standing room. Sorry, everybody. And it was like a three hour show because, you know, he turns like Jungle Land <laughs> into a 17 minute song. And I just remember standing there watching him and being like, <laughs> I'm not but having he fun was at having all. The time of his life. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, I love these songs, but not this much. Yeah, I have a friend who's anyway. been maybe a hundred times, uh, and and you know he really is consistently. Yeah, yeah, my friend band Steve, band. I sell him his bandanas, um, and uh, yeah, no, he just he goes so hard every every night, you know. No, and I know <laughs> some people love it, but I just. Bruce, I'm, I'm he's not the Terry awesome. Funk of music. He'll go on forever. <laughs> uh, all right. I, also, one other quick TNA thing. When you're talking about Jeff Hardy smoking a cigarette, when he was briefly a heel mm. in Immortal, mm-hmm. when he was like he was a heel and he he came out, Mr. Anderson won a title shot and they like reverse money in the banked it. Jeff Hardy came out to give him his title shot like after the match, and he came <laughs> oh out God. smoking a cigarette. It was great, just no like a real just scumbag. That is, great. and then he lost. It was great. Uh, it was really good. It was their whatever their January pay per view was that year. I watched it on my iPod. Uh, anyway, let's move on to the shorter versions of things. Uh, so when we went to the pew, shooting yeah. range, pew, 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 this is where we talk about stuff that's real. Uh, I'm going to actually talk about, I'm going to go reverse order because I think this first thing will be faster. Um, but NWA, National Wrestling Alliance, they just signed a deal with the CW <sighs> to have their show on TV instead of just like YouTube. But they said that they were going to be on TV, but now, and they said they weren't going to care about what was on the pay-per-views or whatever. And then they had a, a thing where they had okay. Father James Mitchell, actually, and a group doing, huh. like, fake cocaine on the pay-per-view. They, like, showed him at a table, like, they were partying real hard, huh? That's and they were, like, all doing live That is coke. wild. Like, I don't think I've ever seen that and in wrestling. It, it's pretty <laughs> cool, honestly. And then uh, now the, the rumor is that CW is like, we're just going to put oh, you wow. on the CW app. And they may have, like, totally screwed themselves with this thing. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'm not, like, too big into it, but I like that it exists. Much like a lot of, like, MLW is another one where I'm like, I don't watch this, but I'm glad it exists. Well, there's always that off chance that you're just going to be somewhere, and you're, like, having, like, an important dinner, and then you see there's a TV across the restaurant, and it's just playing a wrestling show you don't watch, but but you get to get excited about it, and that's special. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and it could get you out of the conversation. Or just it's, network, it's a place network for people to work. Television. But, uh, that would have been so cool. UPN nine yeah. used to be where yeah, and it's weird. SmackDown, I think, right? UPN was nine for me. Yes. Yeah, uh-huh. it's it's weird that they uh would back I mean CW's me audience is actually I think they found out that CW's audience is actually not kids. It's actually like fifty year olds. So it's surprising and to me. Kids they're don't so watch squeamish, like television. Oh well. Nope. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, kids don't do coke the anymore either. They're doing uh Molly oh, and yeah, really. I don't yeah. even think you can get cocaine anymore. Isn't everything like you got to stop trying? It's to all, get isn't everything like fentanyl now? Yeah, fentanyl. I was trying to put I a fun it. spin on it, you know. 
Australian person. R nar. R nar. It does have multiple syllables when you say it in Australian. Um, and another nice thing, I don't know if does anybody have thoughts about that. No, that I they want to get in yeah, before we move on to the next thing. That was my thought. Great. All right. Uh, and then the other thing in the shooting range, Maxwell Jacob Friedman hey. found himself another little girlfriend after he broke up with his uh, his old, uh, his old the fiance. fiance. His old fiance. His old fiance. I didn't mean it like that. No, she was fiance. a Dorian Gray, and, and he was the but, painting. Uh, and when she looked at him. Unfortunately, she caught up with how old she really was. Specific reference. Mm. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, 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 read I read the that, Great so Illustrated Classic version, which, you remember those books? Turns out they're all abridged. And I didn't yeah. know. I thought I read all these books. And here I am. <laughs> I, I actually <laughs> am back to zero. Sucks. I love that. Um, yeah, but he has a he has a new girlfriend. I just followed her on Twitter. You're welcome, <laughs> Alicia Atout. Mm-hmm. She used to be uh, an interviewer for uh, MLW, and also I think she worked like all in as like a backstage interviewer, and maybe some AW and maybe Impact. I think, um, but MLW is the one I've seen uh, her in most. I think she was also dating Trey Miguel of Impact, mm. uh, the Rascals faction. For a while, but now uh, she's with MJF, and it's uh, it's nice because I worry about him sometimes. You know, he gets so hard into things, and I worry. I I want him to have. He's the real like you know he's he's got an intensity. Yeah. Um. And you and you want him to be you know grounded in we, something. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And and I, I mean, and I for one person who doesn't know this man, I'm happy that he's finding love. How about that? Yeah. Love is good, yeah. and people yeah. should have it. That's my hot take. Yeah. He's got a friend. He's a baby face. He's g- probably going to get back uh, the big Burberry belt. What if he does a heel turn where he burns all these bridges with all these friends, and then he breaks up with her? And we're just like, this is even scarier because it means all his relationships are contingent on like where oh his God, character's yeah. at in the kayfabe. It's all a work. His whole life is a work. Yeah, his whole life is becoming a work. Good for him. Um, but I'm happy for him. Yeah. <laughs> As far as I know, it's a shoot. All right. Should we do the awards? We should do the awards. I, Brandon, I are you familiar them. with our awards? I am, I'm looking at them. And You're I'm free to participate if, if you like. Any. Yeah. Um, if you have any, yeah. Okay. Okay. You can okay, also great. just comment on ours. Happy to. If that's easier. Or second. Maybe you could pick that's which one great. of ours is the like right that. one. I like that. Oh, that, that's great. You can judge. That's great. That's really great. Glad we <laughs> brainstormed that in the moment. Um, so we'll start off with promo of the week. I said uh, the one that nobody else but me has watched. Uh, David Finley, the current leader of Bullet Club in Japan, in New Japan Pro Wrestling, smashing the IWGP US and UK heavyweight championship belts. So the US heavyweight title is like kind of the second biggest title in New Japan. Um, and Will Ospreay had branded it as the UK title. Um, and so he had this, like, both belts. And they're kind of trying to set up a story with him and John Moxley. Uh, and he said that, uh, you know, it was like the US title is really important to Moxley. The UK title is really important to him. David Finley came out with a big old mallet and mm-hmm. smashed the shit out of these belts. Like, just completely destroyed them. Uh, and it was like, there were a lot of other things that, that happened this week that were great promos. And Finley's not, like, the greatest promo, but it was shocking and i liked it i thought it was a good uh way to work him into this and it was like a big surprise ending and they said they're going to replace it with a that's new that's pretty championship. awesome i like the idea of destroying wow. a belt 
Yeah, it was just pretty like, cool. Oh, he beat the shit. He like destroyed. He really they broke pieces off, and it's like dented in. Like yeah. it's, John and I each have half a belt. But yeah. that's how we're tag champs. Is we each have half a belt. Yeah, we, we should uh, think about rebranding it. Yeah, he said in a kind of kayfabe kind of way. Yeah, there you go. I'll call David Finley. And if you if you put the two halves of the belt together, then this gigantic robot comes out of a volcano that only yeah. you two can control yeah, we play and a flute, fights. And then it does what we tell it to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the robot <laughs> plays just heavy metal. Mm-hmm. Uh, non non copyright heavy metal. Yeah. Uh, and um, mine, I didn't write any of mine down, so these are all surprises. I know, it's only surprise. So mine, I mentioned it earlier, and it might be one only I've also seen, but it is the Dalton Castle rolling around on the ground because his eye hurts and saying that he sent the acclaimed an email. Specifically, sending the acclaimed an email is a brilliant, brilliant thing for someone to say mm-hmm. um, <laughs> because so the idea funny. of these people emailing each other is just silly to me. I also like and that then, they have one email. And then after he says that, after he says that, he's like, "I sent them an email." And then Leah's like, "Well, maybe you should have texted." And he's <laughs> like, "And he goes, no, there's only one way to get through to people like that.'" <laughs> uh, and then and then it ends with him writhing around on the ground in pain because of his eye and yelling, "This is my locker room. Everybody get out. This is my locker room. Everybody else get out." And he sits up and looks at the camera and goes, "What are you still doing here? Get out." Um, it's a, just it's a brilliant performance from Dalton Castle. That's a good um, CM Punk impression. And I and, and yeah. very I laughed out loud watching it on Instagram. So well, that's I'm gonna my promo, I'll judge I'll judge. That now. was great. Although I will say I think you guys yeah. should watch okay. John Cena's little raspy one. It was also preceded by Solo okay. talking for one of the first times. Um, he cuts like a very tiny little promo. Okay, oh. it's very tiny. It's almost a non-existent okay. promo. Would you say it's uh, your I, promo of the week? To, yeah. I'll give it to I'll give it to that little promo exchange because I'm also counting on a little watch like how many more like John Cena in a feud promos do we really have? We got to count those precious little moments. That's um, true. But that's true. That said, both of like yours, I I've, I don't think I've ever seen um, uh, someone trying to get heat over um, an email not being responded to, and I don't think I've ever seen anyone destroy uh, uh, a belt with a hammer. So I'm gonna call this one a 60 minute time limit draw or tv time remaining yeah wow yeah broadway oh yeah. wow wow yep the old got broadway you. you got us i love that i wasn't expecting it yeah uh all right match of the week um do you want to go first on this one? Oh, okay do you need time to think of it <laughs> no, no no <laughs> oh stop it you stop it okay no actually my match of the week is eo sky and bianca <gasps> belair because the Kyrie of it all was very exciting. And before the Kyrie, because like I watched that match knowing Kyrie was coming in and I just felt really captivated because they kept it at such an even keel the whole time that I was like, well, how are they going to make it so that like Kyrie has to rescue her because like the momentum is so equal here. Um, and it, I was just really invested the whole time because they were really good at doing that. Um, and also they looked great. I, I My hot take is that I actually love the Saudi Arabia women's uh Kyrie year. Sands was the coolest like, thing I've even, ever seen. It looked like she fucking like came yeah. from Fast X <laughs> and entered the arena on a fucking motorcycle. It was the coolest. Yeah. 
they all look so badass in these like full body suits and um eo's pants like john said she looked like a 90s hacker character yes. or something that you would have seen in a yeah. movie or something but like and, it, and i was like yeah. you're right it's in the best way awesome. though it's like so cool looking anyway that's that was my match of the week was eo and uh, bianca um it was great and mm-hmm. i was also excited to see Kyrie back my match of the week was a match also that neither of you saw, uh, and it was Will Ospreay versus Shota Umino for the IWGP US UK Heavyweight Championship, mm. which main evented Power Struggle. <laughs> what a damn match. It was 40 minutes. Did not feel like 40 minutes at all. Uh, it was actually their second match, uh, and there was just like a lot of emotion and story to it. And New Japan is very good at like little details and things, and like... I feel like people almost aren't even that like don't watch it regularly almost aren't aware that like everything there mm. is like very story heavy uh and like everything that they do I don't I can't watch like they do a lot of Why don't you watch all shows, of them? You should and watch so more. So they're often like I I yeah, I can't I, this this is the only one where I'm like I can watch the tournament matches which are a lot already and then like the big, the big shows, shows usually and watch I'll the scan like their well. big shows yeah actually that was you know what i'm changing <laughs> no no never mind uh no but that was uh but it's really it's just very it's great uh and it was just you know obviously will osprey's on a big old roll uh with these just insane matches uh but it was so great and shota umino is like one of the next generation new japan guys and he's kind of been like one of my favorite of those guys and he's had a lot of fire and stuff Technically, I guess he's a Nepo baby to a degree because he, uh, his dad is uh, Nepo the, baby like, doesn't main referee uh, there. Apply red shoes. It, it's a cool thing. You're a legacy. You know, it just doesn't count That's for whatever true. reason. That's true. I, I did, I did think that like WrestleMania this year in Hollywood was the perfect set, uh, setting for Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes <laughs> Battle of the Nepo Babies. Well, but it, it is. It's kind of like when there's like a whole <laughs> yes, family like, in the circus. Yeah, we like it's that. like that. And it yeah, is the like, wrestling is the yeah, circus. We cannot great. forget. It just already is that. Yeah, of right. course. Right. Exactly. It yeah. It one hundred percent is. But this is a great match. Uh, and Shota is like. There's a lot of really great guys. Yoda Suji's another guy is really great. Uh, but Shota's shown a lot of fire, and this was like a great, just great performance all around, not just athletically but character wise. And then John Moxley comes out because he was like dead basically in this match, and Will Osprey was just like messing with him. And then John Moxley, who was like his mentor who took a liking to him, runs down to the ring because he was also on this show. Uh, and if you're worried about John Moxley's uh, <laughs> concussion health, he wrestled a crazy hardcore match in this show. <laughs> so he's fine, uh, I guess, or he just doesn't care. And he comes down and he was just like, get yes, the fuck up, that. don't fucking quit. You fucking... <laughs> and he was just, yeah, because he can just swear in New Japan. Um, and it was just so great. And then David Finley came out with that mallet. Um, really great stuff. If you watch one New Japan match... Watch this. And his match with Yoda Suji also was great. Osprey had a couple months ago or weeks ago. Um, yeah. I, well, well I'd say one of the matches of the week, this is cra- honestly crazy to suggest because I only watched highlights of it. But the highlights that I saw were pretty amazing, which is the Dia de los Muertos Lucha match on, on Rampage, which was bananas. Oh. I, they just, so when you watch a match and there's like bananas. four things that you've never, ever seen before in a wrestling match, and you're like, Wow. How do you not give that at least match of the week? People talking about, you know, you put on good wrestling. If you've never seen wrestling before, anyone can enjoy it. I think you put on um, a, like a, a a lucha match with three of the best in the world. It was um, uh, Commander mm-hmm. Penta and El Io del Vikingo 
and they just Vikingo mm-hmm. does like a cartwheel on the on the outside into a headset like uh, on the um on what's the banister that's not the word on the guardrail does a cartwheel into a head scissor mm-hmm. it was like i what are you just sitting there just like staring up at night can't sleep and just thinking i'm gonna do a cartwheel on the on the gosh darn guardrail it was special worth watching certainly the 25 second clip that i watched um I'm, oh yeah so Vikingo rocks he's great doesn't he? Didn't he get number one on a list recently of like best professional? Or he was like in the top five or something. I think he was in the top. Probably he's the incredible. Top 10 of the PWR incredible. Yeah. 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 I think more that's and more and more. Yeah. And he's more nuts. It's great. And that, I almost didn't even watch Rampage, which was actually a great little show. And uh, that was the thing that pulled me yeah. in. Was that match? Yeah. And it was great. It's not even for like a title or anything. It's just, just a bunch of guys doing cool stuff. Yeah. Um, so what you're oh, saying no, also no, is that no, we're I'm going wrong. to vote and I'm going to, yeah, no, 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 I, I think it's funny <laughs> if, if it's like, you're this, both there's wrong. actually this a, the correct a one. disqualification on this <laughs> one because I voted. So this one was a DQ. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, right. uh, yeah, yeah. Another schmaz. All right. And then, uh, I outfit of the week. We already talked about it a lot, but I just said all of the WWE women at crown jewel, because yeah, as you said, but I have a specific cool. one. Yeah. I think Rhea Ripley wins. Mm-hmm. For, for Are we look, including for overall 25 look. men with because cups her as makeup? part of her outfit? Because I'm including it. <laughs> 10 was... minutes of cups. <laughs> I, I didn't know what cups. I was watching there. Like... <laughs> I was like, surely this is the last guy with a cup. And so then many, it was like, so many cups. nope, there's five more. And then it really had nothing to do with the entrance. And she walked right past him. It was so funny. Yep. Awesome. Yep. Uh and uh but yeah the the latex um black onesie kind of thing uh and then the with the eye makeup um i just thought she killed it i just was like this is the, this is how yes. rhea ripley should dress every yeah. i week. have that thought anyway. too with with some of them where it's like sometimes they'll, they'll nail one of these to the point where you're like this feels like actually what your gimmick always was rhea could have worn that on monday you know like she that's that absolutely and yeah. i think i think i would give it to Kyrie just for the I just loved that one. I wanted to wear it. It looks so cool. She looked like a race car driver. <laughs> yeah. Did you have a favorite one, John? I'll say EO for looking like a, a hacker from a 90s like yeah. future movie. And her na- her character name would have just yeah. been Sky. Yeah. I love that. Um, what's the finish on oh, that? Oh, yeah. What's the finish? Anne. <laughs> not, do- not doing a wrestling one of this one. Anne okay. one. <laughs> All right. Moving on. <laughs> mommy okay. mommy's always on top mommy and then i this is uh a new one i just added on a whim uh shock of the week i put uh Kyrie sane returns because i i had heard rumblings that she'd be back at some point but i didn't uh know it would happen there so i was i was surprised i'll i'm gonna say shock of the week for me would probably be um MJF yeah. Scissorin. Just Didn't happened. you do that this week? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. MJF Scissorin. Very well earned. Uh, only because I just, you know, if you'd asked me a month ago if that was going to happen in a month, I would have been like, you're crazy. You're nuts. He's not going to scissor. Why, why, why would he be, Why would he scissor? But then he, but then he scissored. And I was like, I'm alive to it see was, this. That's it was really nice. beautiful. It was beautiful. a feel-good kind of TV moment. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with Blue Mist. Yeah. It was the whole thing on that whole episode that actually made me go, Wow, it was blue mist, which I loved. It was in a direction that I didn't expect. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, hopefully mm-hmm. leads to just some character direction, you know, for for a very hardworking, talented yeah. wrestler. She's one of the most prolific wrestlers in AEW. There's also almost never an AEW show without Sky Blue. Yeah. She appears on almost every single... There was a streak of like two months where she was on like oh, yeah. every Dynamite and Rampage. It was pre-collision. Um, yeah, that's it. And then we do one more thing at the end that we like to do called Nerd Fantasy Booking. Okay. If you don't have one, it's okay. But the one that I have... If this is bookings that are just like crazy... The laws Great. of physics don't apply. You know what I mean? Like like anything that you want to book you in your head. Sure. Yeah. And this, oh, one, this one's not even that crazy. This could happen. I want TNA and AEW to combine into Excellent. one company called TNAEW. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what I want. That's one Seems thing. possible, honestly. Uh, I don't know if they'd always call it that, but someone would. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um... Okay, so mine is actually not that crazy and might just be what's going to happen, but it's what's at the front of my mind right now. And that is, I think, Bailey needs to go face again with her wacky, wavy, like, guys coming back and everything. She needs to bring all of that back because EO and Kyrie are going to team up into a heel faction that's going to try to take down damage control. So then damage control has to become good. And uh, I think a bunch more people should join damage control, namely one... Uh, Mercedes Monet. Now that Vince is no longer in charge of the WWE, anyway, that's um, I added the Mercedes mm. in there to make it more crazy. Mm-hmm. But like all of that, otherwise, is I think probably wh- where we're headed. Okay, or I hope probably. where we're headed. Um, all right, here's mine. I got it. All right, uh, 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 L.A. Knight, after having not been able to uh, mm-hmm. secure the thing that he wanted, the world title, um, leaves WWE in shame. And debuts on AEW as LA Day and forms the the House of Light. Uh wait, ha- House of House of White? No, that's not fun. Um forms the White House. Forms the White House. No, and yeah, they no. are uh and oh, it's the White him House. Perfect, perfect, and perfect. it's all of like the very positive wrestlers. So it's like Willow and I think honestly Sky Blue because she like got their powers and now she can spread it to them. And then you get like a big mm-hmm. faction where it's the White House versus the House of Black, uh, and they do um war games against each other. And yeah, I said war games, not blood and guts. They do that's war great. Games. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, no, I love that. Uh, also, my my only pitch for there, that is there it is NY he's, Day. He's now bicoastal. Yeah, NY Day. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think that's a magazine. I'm g- probably. I did uh, uh, speaking like from earlier because I said the thing about twelve year olds yelling at him. I did actually see a teacher on TikTok complaining that like now when she asks kids to like pay attention, she's like, "Can everybody hear me?" You know, and you're supposed to go like, "Yes, ma'am," or something. All she's like, all the kids go, yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh, and I was like, oh, these poor teachers—they can't. Second. Yeah, no, but I. Oh, but you did. I, I did oh, okay. get the gist that that teachers are being horrified by by AEW's influence. Yeah, teachers are being forced to uh, deal with LA night, uh, <laughs> LA night pilled kids yeah. who say yeah. Yeah. Of... <laughs> I would. I'm not like a huge LA Knight fan. I mean, I don't just I'm I like I'm happy for him because he's worked really hard and I he's really over and I'm like, dude, give him the title. Um, I think he's he's cool and everything, and sometimes I enjoy him. But it but I've never been like a huge huge fan. But I was 
drunk watching SummerSlam, and I all of us were <laughs> yeah. just constantly being like, yeah, yeah, it is so fun <laughs> to do. We both just did yeah. it. It is so fun to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> well, thanks so much. That's all I have time for. Yeah. Thank you, Brandon, for joining us. Yes, um, thank you so much. Everybody go listen to Who's That Pokemon? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who's That Pokemon podcast? Is Check it... it out on Spotify, on Apple Music. And we've even got a live yep. show coming up for you. This is going to be on November yeah, 17th at, in New York City, if anyone's interested, at the City Vineyard. You could check Ooh. us out. We've, we're, we're covering Togepi, the little Pokemon. we got lots of fun surprises for you. You get tickets at bit.ly slash WTP live. We're going to spend an hour talking about the goddamn egg one, the egg Pokemon, Togepi. All right. Uh, well, thanks for joining us, Brandon. And uh, I'm I'm excited oh, to, thanks, to yeah. see your show. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Right. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. Who was that oh, guy? Yeah.